especially in your Son Jesus Christ and your Holy Word, which you're going to study tonight. Amen. Does anyone want to use a particular version of the Bible when we do? Well, I, I knew you were going to say. Does anybody that. want to use a serious version of the Bible? Oh, that's messed up. We can use NSA. I'm fine with that. Oh. Uh, do we want to use 2020 or uh, the irregular? The regular. Oh, regular. I, I want to use. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather use 1995. We can use 1995. <laughs> okay. Harder out here going back. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, gender-neutral pronouns. Oh, I'm all for them. We're in Proverbs, right, aren't we? Yeah. My name is they, them. That's what I go by. Proverbs? My name's America. Philippians. Ooh. N-A-S-B. My name is Acknowledge Me. It's true. Amen. All right. So, um, kind of what we're doing this month on Thursday nights is just a complete study of the book of Philippians. Uh, what we're going to do is um, just read the whole thing together really quick, and then we're going to do something that John calls soap, which is subject. So what do you think the subject of, you know, the study is about, or, you know, this chapter is about? The O is... Um, what did you say, John? What was um, the object, like the objective of the the scriptures? It was, ob- was it observation? observation. Observation. Like, what are you observing throughout the scriptures? Uh, the A is application. How can you uh, apply this to your life? And then the P is prayer. Um, you know, how can you write out a specific prayer through these scriptures that you can that you can pray? Um, so I'll I'll read the first heading, which is Thanksgiving. So are we doing 1995 or 2020? 1995. Uh, so I'll read the first heading, which is Thanksgiving, and then if anybody wants to hop in for uh, the gospel is preached, we'll we'll go there. I'll do that one. All right. So Thanksgiving, Paul and Timothy, bond servants of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi, including the overseers and deacons. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always offering prayer with joy in my every prayer for you all, in view of your participation in the gospel from the first day until now. For I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. For it is only right for me to feel this way about you all, because I have you in my heart. Since both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, You are partakers of grace with me. For God is my witness, how I long for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. And this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in real knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve the things that are excellent in order to be sincere and blameless until the day of Christ, having been filled with the fruit of righteousness which comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Now I want you to know, oh crap, hold on. Now I want you to know, brethren, that my circumstances have turned out for the greater progress of the gospel, so that my imprisonment in the cause of Christ has become well known throughout the whole man, what's that word? Yep, guard and to everyone else. 
And the most of the brethren, trusting in the Lord because of my imprisonment, have far more courage to speak the word of God without fear. Some, to be sure, are preaching Christ even from envy and strife, but some also from goodwill. The latter do it out of love, knowing that I am appointed for the defense of the gospel. The former proclaim Christ out of selfish ambition rather than pure, from pure motives, thinking to cause me distress in my imprisonment. What then, only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is proclaimed, and in this I rejoice. Yes, and I will rejoice, for I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayers and the provision of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, according to my earnest expectation and hope that I will not be put to shame in anything, but that with all boldness Christ will even now as always, be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. But if I am to live on in the flesh, will this mean fruitful labor for me? And I do not know which to choose. But I am hard-pressed from both directions, having the desire to depart and be with Christ, for that is very much better. Yet to remain on in this flesh is more necessary for your sake. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with you all, for your progress and joy in the faith, so that your proud confidence in me may abound in Christ Jesus through, through my coming to you again. Only conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or remain absent, I will hear of you and that you are standing firm in one spirit, with one mind striving together for the faith of the gospel, and no way alarmed by your opponents, which is a sign of the destruction for them, but of salvation for you and that too from God. For to you it has been granted to Christ's sake, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake. Experience the same conflict which you saw in me, and now here to be in me. Are we going to chapter 2? No, just doing chapter 1 tonight. So, now that we've gone through that, if you're, you should take notes because we're going to share. Um, you're you're going to want to do your S first. So, S is... What is that? What do you think the subject of this chapter is? Are we discussing it, or are we just? We're gonna it? write it down first. You know, look look back up through the verses, read them. We're gonna take about like four to five minutes, and we're gonna we're gonna write it out and see what we we can come up with to what we think it is. <clears throat>
Anybody still need more time or? Uh, just a little bit. Okay, you're good. Does anybody want to share first? I'll go first. Okay. I put, uh, the subject is that, uh, for us to share the gospel in all circumstances and to be rooted in the work that Jesus has already completed but is also completing us. That's good. Um, I think there's a couple things. I think the first one is I, I think Paul really is just trying to, like, encourage the, the, the Philippi people, the, the Philippi saints, and help them understand that, like, even through his imprisonment, like, it was another way that the gospel was being brought forth. And I think that he's just trying to let them know that, you know, everything that you're going through in this life, number one, praise God for it. And number two, know that you're going through it so that the gospel can be, you know, taken further. So be encouraged, praise God, and make sure that you stand firm in the faith unified in christ only in christ so that we can continue to proclaim christ we had kind of the same thought yeah at the reunification paul speaks on his imprisonment and kind of reflects on what we see in psalm 119 where scripture's in the heart so it's not lost or stolen because uh, it's already inside you. No one can take that away from you. And how the people of Philippi also have scripture within them and need to be preaching it in a manner of Christ's life. <coughs> yeah. And, and here, the last thing you said. <laughs> um, I put that the people in the governor's palace, which is what that weird word meant, mm -hmm. um, had the courage to speak because of Paul's imprisonment. And he knew that he would be delivered through prayers and provision. That's good. I need to hear that. Josh, you got anything? Uh, Short, simple, you know, kind of. Basically, like, he's showing, like, even though he's suffering through imprisonment, that he's still praising the Lord. And, I mean, he's debating on whether he wants to go or not, but he's going to rejoice because he's helping those people in Philippi just spread the gospel Parker? Mine's not short, and I would not like people to feel uncomfortable with sharing theirs after mine. <laughs> yeah. So, well, mine has already been taken, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Yours has already been taken. Yeah. Boom. I would just say being rooted in Christ just helps you have courage in hard times. Yeah. Well, other than I, I just put the gospel can be brought forth in every situation. Yeah. Sorry, that's what I said. I know. There are two themes here, I think. One is participation in Christ. Um, yeah. And this comes about through, um, through three of these things. And participation in Christ is almost kind of doubled as Philippi's participation in Paul um, to a certain extent. Um, so, um, so the spread of the gospel message is part of their participation in Christ. Um, uh, I mean, it is the good news about, about Jesus Christ, 
but it is the thing that um, it's the thing that's kind of shaking up, you know, their their region right now. Um, Rome, uh, Philippians, uh, the colony of Philippi is a is a Roman colony, mm-hmm. and all of those people are um, Roman citizens, even though they're not on the mainland of Rome. Um, and so, um, and so, right now the gospel is spreading in that society, and it's shaking it all up. Um, and Paul and the church in, in Philippi are um, are co-laborers in this um, in this work. Um, and another thing is persevering in the works of Christ. Um, that's another way of participation in Christ. Not only in um, there are two ways that they do this. One is the spread of the gospel, and the other one is um, uh, your manner of life, which is worthy of the gospel of Christ. Mm. Um, uh, and then, um, uh, let me see if I let me see if I covered everything I wanted to cover with those parts. Um, I like that. Only conduct yourself in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Yeah, and in every situation, um, Christ is proclaimed, especially be, um, not only, it's not only with, um, with the work that they do in Philippi or with Paul's imprisonment, the bad things that happened to Paul, still putting, putting that forth, um, this, um, this amazing message where, yeah. you know, I'm sure the guards, are, the guards and all the people are like, wow, why did they imprison this guy? Why is he so different than everybody else? Um, but even the people who are who are using the gospel, they're still it's still going out because mm-hmm. of them, um, and so that's why that's one of the parts of participation in Christ. And then the last part would be participation in the suffering of Christ, um, and that's one, a big thing that um, theme that continues throughout the rest of the letter, um, which is what I think is the hardest part of being a Christian. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But you'll get glory through the suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Man, I do not want to suffer. Mm-hmm. I said I don't want to suffer. And the Philippi is partakers with me of partakers with me of grace in both my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. So. Um, so Philippi is kind of participating in Paul, which is particip- who's participating, participating in Christ. In Christ. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know if it's in this passage or the next passage that he directly. Uh, he does say that his imprisonment is is for Christ. Uh, I've heard that there are some translations that say that it's in Christ, um, but I do know that there's a there there are other passages in the Pauline epistles and I think even in Philippians that say um, uh, that his that his imprisonment is a bit more directly that his imprisonment is a participation in the sufferings of Christ Um, and then the last the second theme is judgment and vindication um, against Rome Um, so um, so they want the gospel to be defended and confirmed as a, you read in verse 7 here. Um, but eventually, as you go on, you'll see that... Um, that um, uh, 
so he says, and there are other passages in the rest of Philippians, but he says, it's my eager expectation and hope that I will not at all be at all ashamed, but that with full courage, now as always, Christ will be honored in my body, whether by life or by death. Um, uh, the judgment um, and the defense and the confirmation of the gospel and um, whether Paul is going to live or die, um, uh, both of those um, are going to result, result in a right judgment for the gospel. Um, uh, and he's kind of looking, he's looking past, you know, himself um, for the vindication on, for the heavenly vindication on God's part that he will be vindicated in the end by the resurrection. He talks about the resurrection in the next chapter. Um, but also that, um, that Jesus will be um, vindicated through both Paul and the works from the Philippians. Sorry for... Uh, You're good, yeah. bro. So that was, that, was, that was a lot. So there You're you go. good. Sorry. So the second one is observation. So what are we observing in this passage? And you know, it's observation and application can sometimes get confused for one another but they're two different things so what are we and you know parker hit a lot of it but what are we what are we observing in this passage no you're, you're good bro and let's i would say one is like uh i have a there's three verses four verses that stuck up to me one is verse six for i'm confident this very thing that he who began a good work in you will perfect it in it until the day of christ jesus and so paul like you were saying is also encouraging philippi like hey don't give up like i know whatever y'all are going through is hard too but like look what i'm going through like it's it, it's all right like it'll it, he's working in it and so like even like understanding that even on our good days and our bad days either way that that if he began a good work in us, which we know because we are saved, so that means he started something that he's going to complete it. It just might not always look and feel the way we wish it would. Um, and then the second thing is uh, verses 21 and then 23 through 24. It's for me to live as Christ and to die as gain. And then he says in 23, but I am hard pressed from both directions, having a desire to depart and be with Christ, for that is very much better. Yet to remain on in the flesh is more necessary for your sake. And just kind of have that, uh, the, the agape love, I guess you would say, that Paul always had in his mindset of understanding. He's like, he's like, I'd love to go back to heaven. He's like, I'd love to go to heaven and be done with this crap. <laughs> but also I know that it's important for me to stay here even in the suffering because it's actually for your gain. And like one of my, phrase, one of my favorite verses in Romans is he says that, he tells the Romans, he says, I would actually give up my salvation for you. And, like, just kind of, like, that whole mindset to the love is, like, to understand that my walk with Christ, like, no matter what situation I am, isn't, he's working in me, but it's not even just for me. It's actually for other people. Yeah. Add on to that. He also, since he knew where he was going if he died, mm -hmm. living in the flesh isn't as bad as, you know, even yeah. suffering. He knows that he's going to be fine. Yeah. No matter how much he preached the gospel or how yeah. persecuted he gets. Yeah. Um, something that I observed is that, you know, this is honestly a, a not a humiliating a humbling this is this is a humbling chapter because if you look at it it makes you really break down the thought that you know hey we forget that we were bought for a price and that this life is not even our own and i and when i read it i'm like oh well you know like this is almost even a, a passage where it's paul almost trying to challenge us to grow and that we, we have to go through 
seasons of growth and pressing and reshaping and remodeling. But as we're doing that, it's all to look more like Christ. And the I know that John read 21, but 22 stuck out to me. And it says, but if I am live if I am to live on in the flesh, this will mean fruitful labor for me. And I do not know which to choose. And like, I want the fruitful labor, but at the same time, I do want to live a, a fun life on earth. So it's a very humbling idea to say, hey, like, am I, am I in a growth process? Am I trying to get more like Jesus? Like, where, where am I specifically at? So that's just kind of what I observed that Paul is, you know, not just speaking to the Philippians at that time, but also speaking to us right yeah. now. I think my big thing was verse 27 where it says, only conduct yourself in a manner worthy of the gospel yeah, of Christ. That's my so application that right there. Whether I can come see you, he's telling us, like, if you're going to talk about Christ to others, if you're going to teach Jesus, then you need to act like it. Like, don't be in sin. Yeah. Don't do the things that your flesh would want you to do. Just, you know, be like Jesus to the best of your ability. I want to riff off of some things yeah, go ahead. because it, it's interesting that you mentioned both humility and growth because those are both things that you find in the later chapters yeah, in the later of Philippians. Yeah, yeah the, like, the, the whole entire book of Philippians really is just be humble, choose joy, and unify the church together. Oh, yeah. And, and, and that's, yeah. And, it, and it, has, it, has, it has even more about yes. humility than you, than you think on an initial reading. Mm-hmm. You have to... You have to think like about the background of that a little bit mm-hmm. and it's interesting that you mentioned um you are not your own for you were bought with a price yeah the next part of that verse is so glorify god in your body yep and that's what that's and and then um and you said that right after john talked about the part where um right right in between the or right before what you the part that he was talking about he's talking about christ being honored in his yeah. body so that's really that's cool. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody else have an observation that, you know, they saw something in the, the scriptures that, you know, stuck out? Um, I feel like the first section, maybe kind of rightfully so, but still, I feel like it gets overlooked a little bit. And first seven is really powerful to me. For it is only right for me to feel this way about you all because I have you in my heart. Wait, no, that's not right. Sorry. Verse 6. My bad. <laughs> For I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. Mm. I think that's like a really powerful thing to speak over somebody. Like, yeah. I know that you're trying, and I know that you're going to be able to perfect whatever it is that you're working on. I'll receive that for sure. Yeah. That ties into the theme of judgment and vindication because the day of, the day of Jesus Christ is a day day of judgment, um, um, and so he's tying a lot. He ties a lot of his themes together in the first part. Yeah, and there he's tying the part about participation in both the gospel. He mentions that right in the verse right before, and in um, verse seven and, and eight works. Yeah, um, and vindication altogether. Yeah. And then Paul talks about his imprisonment right after that. So really, he kind of, in his thanks, he summarizes all of the things that he talks about in this first section of the letter. Mm-hmm. 
Well, let's go on to application. Let's uh, let's take a couple minutes before we actually answer. And what what do we feel like Holy Spirit is you know trying to tell us, or you know just even just reading it, um, you know you can almost sometimes know where you need to apply something to your life. So let's take a couple minutes, and you know it, it can be more than one thing. Well, let's jot those down before we you know we share. Just a couple more minutes and then we can we can share. Schimberg, you want to share first? Um, sure. Just like you said, um, how it's not fun to suffer and you don't want to suffer. It's <laughs> no. like, yeah. And I really need to be more grounded in Christ to the point where, I mean, it should be an honor to suffer for him. Yeah. But it doesn't sound fun. No. It doesn't sound like an honor to me because yeah. sometimes I like being. Having an easy life, yeah. I'm right there with you, man. I would say I'm kind of still what you said for the observation, which kind of applications to come. But uh, the part about, like, verse 27 about the way we live our life is actually, like, an example of the gospel. I put that like, down, too. The gospel. Yeah. And I always think of uh, Romans 12. Uh, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God 
which is your spiritual service of worship. Or in some translations, it's like, which is your appropriate worship or whatever. And it's like, uh, I can't remember what book I was studying, but as he was talking about that, like, like the way we work, like mm-hmm. we're actually not even working for our bosses, but we're actually working we're for worshiping, God. Yeah. So like how we work actually begins to preach the gospel. And people are like, wow, why do you have such a hard work ethic? And it's like, God, this is why. Like, I'm not even working for money. I'm actually just working because of what he's done in my life. You know? And then there's the verse, you know, that always says, do everything for the glory of God. Yeah. Garrett, you want to hop in and share your application? Yeah, I said just uh, keeping the mindset of to live as Christ, to die as game. Yeah. Uh, just to keep on, like, you know, Paul was in prison, and he still kept the mindset of, you know, everything I'm doing is for the glory of God. Yeah. And to spread the gospel. And I think a lot of times we, um, a hardship comes in our life, and we just decide to, you know, if I'm going to suffer, I'm just going to suffer. Like, I'm not going to, I'm like... God's pushed it aside because he's not helping me out in the suffering. Yeah. But uh, we, instead of pushing forward like we're called to do. Yeah. Well, I'm going to add that one too. Parker, you want to say your application? I must be willing to make changes in my life to follow God's plan. Yep. I must have faith and take action to follow God and join in his work. <laughs> I know and experience God when I obey him. I mean, I mean, the thing is that, like, is that, like, I was looking over there, I'm like, wow, that's, that's pretty much it. Because, because, like, because, like, suffering, right? Suffering. Yes. You need to spread the gospel more. Yeah. Um, You know, uh, good, good works. God's always at work around me. He began yeah. a good work. His hands were completed. Has Parker yeah. been reading cue cards this whole time? <laughs> But, but I, I was kind of looking at that. I'm like, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah? That's awesome. <laughs> in, in all seriousness, though, that, like, that's that's kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, Josh, what about you? Uh, one word that Holy Spirit popped in my head is compassion. Um, just having, you know, compassion for others just to share the gospel and just knowing it's all for Christ. Yeah. If you even are suffering and you're still, you know, having that compassion with others and sharing that gospel um, I think suffering would become easy yeah. mm-hmm. and that's true like what Gary was saying is like a lot of times if we suffer we're just like oh we're just going to suffer we're not about anything but like Paul instead of that actually begins to preach to the people that are actually imprisoning yeah. him he chose joy is what he says yeah. I count it as all joy he's, he's in the He's suffering with them. Yeah. Like they're all in the same suffering. Yeah. And he's able to speak to them. So we're, who are the people in our lives that are suffering like us yeah. that we're not reaching out to? That's true. That wasn't on a cue card. <laughs> Isaac? I pretty much had what you and Schoenberg had, but I was looking around at different translations. And I really like 29 in the NLT. It says, For you have been given not only the privilege of trusting in Christ, but also the privilege of suffering for him. Yeah. yeah. Jonathan? I think my application came from 22 and 23, the but if I want to live on in the flesh, this will mean fruitful labor to me and I do not know which to choose but I am hard pressed for both directions having the desire to depart and be with Christ for that is very much better so for in my life to where I need to apply things is to trust and pray 
to God and live according to him, even in the tough times. And yeah. that way I have direction in my life. And I also went back to Psalms 119 because that's what we're studying now mm-hmm. for youth group. And 119.10 says, with all my heart, I've sought you. Don't let me wander from your commandments. And when I read 22 and 23, that was the first thing I thought of was just seeking God with everything inside of me and not worry, worrying about the Sorry. other things in life because they're not as important as him. Mm-hmm. Um, my, there were a couple for me that I, that I just really just need to apply. Uh, the first one was only conduct yourself in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. It's hard to do uh, 100% of the time and we're never going to be able to do it 100% of the time. But that is something that I've, I've always tried to hold myself accountable for is, you know, if the Lord is perfect, then, you know, you want to try to reach that perfection in, in everything that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, verse number four, always offering prayer with joy, uh, kind of to go hand in hand with what Garrett was saying is like, as soon as we start suffering, like we're crying out to God, like, God, help us. God, help us. Like, we're like, why are you not helping me anymore? Like, what is going on? But sometimes it's like God has literally put us in the situation for a reason. Yeah. And like, why are we not? We can pray all those things, like, Lord Jesus, help me. But we can also add joy in that prayer as well. Um, And then verse 16, where Paul talks about uh, he is a defender of the gospel. And I think that sometimes we tend to forget that, that, like, yes, we are supposed to be attackers, like, pursuing people to, like, get out the gospel. But we are also supposed to defend the gospel. Um, So that's that's something as well. And then the, the big one is I love comfortability i do not want to be pushed i do not want to suffer i don't want to do anything hard at all Um, so that is just like the big one for me it's just like learning to be okay with dying to self and especially because i want to get married and i'm trying to get a job so that i can propose like learning how to be 100 percent selfless so that i can be in a marriage like that has to be the big one for me because you know that's not to say that getting married is suffering, but like it's there, there's a little bit of suffering in that dying to self daily. Um, so that's my my application. So I have a. Are you recording? Yes. Okay, pause it real quick. Is a personal prayer for yourself using these verses like so? For an example, would be Lord help me to know to live as Christ is to die as gain. So help me to to die with you every single day. So let's take some time and, you know, uh, at least about five minutes, let's, let's write out a personal prayer and we're all, we'll all say those and then head up, head up out of here. Um, Can we do a prayer request too? Yes, we will. Okay. Yeah. So let's take some time to write those, those prayers using, the, uh, using those scriptures.
espacio. About one more minute and then we'll we'll share. Lord, help me to conduct myself as you see fit. Help me to never act like I've never met you. Lord, help me in my sufferings to always offer you joy when they come. Help me to die to self so you can truly live through me. I may never be imprisoned or tortured or anything that Paul has ever gone through, but Lord, help me to know that in these times I'm becoming more like you, and it will help me to push out the gospel for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Dear loving God, I praise you in all times, knowing that you are always with us and within us. I come to you in the spirit of thanksgiving, knowing you remembered who I was as you shed your blood on the cross, and I ask for the real knowledge and discernment in my life that Paul speaks of in Philippians 1.9, to be able to accomplish your work in a selfless way, and to give you all the glory you deserve. Let me trust and abide by your spirit, even in the midst of trials, knowing that my flesh is not the answer, but you alone. I praise you, Creator God, for the wonders of Scripture, the power, and for your glory in, the, in your most magnificent and holy name. Amen. Amen. Lord, I pray that I would carry myself in the ways of your word so that I may be in one mind and one accord with your will and my brothers and sisters in Christ. I pray that I would realize it is a privilege to trust in you and also suffer for you because it may and probably will take suffering to truly surrender to you. That was good, Isaac. Dear Lord, I pray to you tonight. I come and seek you every day, even in my suffering, and rejoice to you. Help me learn to have compassion for all around me and to share the gospel to them. Desire to deny myself, pick up my own cross for you. Also seek to learn for your discernment for my life. Um, help me to know in all in this life is to honor and glorify. Help me to honor and glorify you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, I thank you for the fact that you have saved me, rescued me, and put me in your set. Help me, O oh God. I can't follow you on my own. Change my heart, change my mind, change my desires. I want to be able to spread the gospel of boldness, suffer with you, and become like your son. Bring me the image of your son. Make me like all of Christ. Give me the power of your spirit and change me into someone who truly follows you keeps your commandments, and radically loves. 
I want the connection and the joy that your love going out to others brings. I want to love others to the point of death. God, resurrect my heart and soul. Perfect name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, the mighty power of the Holy Spirit, age after age. Amen. Amen. Father, I thank you for the work that you've already completed in my life and through your work on the cross. And I also thank you for the work that you continue to do in my life. I pray that my life in all aspects will be a reflection of the gospel and a way of preaching the gospel to those around me. I pray that I will be rooted in you firmly and my heart is yours, my life is yours. Amen. Amen. Lord, help me be content with suffering for you. I know it's an honor to suffer for you, but it does not sound appealing to me. I'm dangerously in love with how easy my life has been lately and it's hurt me more than anything. I have avoided you and your will to keep my life comfortable. Wow. Please help me change my heart to be more like yours. Hurt my heart for what hurts yours and make me joyful for what gives you joy. Amen. Lord, help me to die to you daily and to be able to spread the gospel in every situation. Let me be able to find joy even in the suffering, knowing that it's all for your glory. On the days where I feel like I just can't take it, help me to remember that your ways are better than my ways. Let me not take the easy way out by walking away from you to avoid the suffering. Let me be an obedient servant to the Most High God. Amen. Amen.